Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today. By providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain, Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. And we're back. It's Leading Edge Medicine. Dr. Jerry Mixon here, live in the studio. Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute. My name is Lynette Morgan. We're talking with Lewis from Yelm. And Lewis, thank you for holding on the line. Uh, Dr. Gilbert, we'll talk with you about that eye pain and the eye patch. So this is actually a very common phenomenon and and... The highest likelihood is it doesn't have anything to do with your your tragic brain tumor uh, uh, situation. Many people... I'm 83, by the way. I got it. Many people, even younger and older, have some discomfort, dry eye symptoms, which can include fluctuations of vision, mild discomfort, and uh, even to the point of tearing from watching television. Now, the same thing happens with any screen time. So you may have it with all reading, computer, um, cell phone, television, uh, desktops. Uh, but what happens is studies have shown that when we sit down to screen time, worst is actually desktops, but television is on there. Uh, it changes our blink rate. Normal blink is 20 times a minute. On the computer, on television, we go as low as two times a minute. The reason that's critical is because our eyes release the comfort component of the tears when, but only when, we blink and blink enough that your eyelids touch. But if you're blinking 90% less while you're watching that the news program or the movie or whatever, you're, uh, you oftentimes will get a little bit of dry eye. How can you test this? Well, that's pretty easy. Next time you notice it, do several big blinks and see if that changes it, even for a very short time. If it does, then I think you have your diagnosis. If that doesn't change it, then augment with a drop of artificial tears and same thing. If it improves it for just a few minutes, then you probably have your answer. You're staring at the television, which means it's pretty easy. Um, just focus enough that you blink a little more during movies. I have dry eyes, and I am good through all of the treatments I've had. I have no significant problem with it except when I go wa uh, hiking in the desert and when I watch a really good movie. What do you think of that? Okay. 
That gives you something to try. Uh, interesting, for sure. And I will, I will tell you that would be by far and away the most common reason for discomfort while you're watching TV. Okay. Simple thing to test. Just, uh, Go ahead. I appreciate the information. Simple Thank thing you. for you to test. Uh, and if you find that that helps, add a little hot compress to your eyelids um, uh, morning when you wake up and maybe before you sit sit down to uh, a long session on TV. But the most important thing is to blink. And if the comfort isn't in response to the artificial tears, but not to blinking, then that means that there's some degeneration or some problem with the t normal tear mechanism. And we just need to check that out and fix it. Okay. Okay. I know what to ask for. Thank you. So I hope you're going to someone real good because it sounds like between your double vision and the discomfort uh, that you have periodically, uh, we have an opportunity to give you some help. Okay. All right. Mm. Let us know how we can Thank help. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you for okay. calling, Lewis. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Some great information there, Dr. Gilbert. Yeah. Cool stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think some people were saying, um, brain tumor doesn't affect me. No, most, you know, common things happen commonly. Most likely he has the double vision related to the tumor and the dry eye from mm. getting too interested in his television programming. Okay, okay. All right, we're taking your phone calls. Phone line's open right now for you to call in. It's nice and clear, 800-465-8770. That's 800 Four six five eight seven seventy. All right. So while we're waiting for that next phone call, Doctor Gilbert, want to talk about any advances? Oh, I would oh, love to. Yes. You know, one of so um, recent study um, that came out um, really was uh, I almost said an eye opener, but that sounds <laughs> like I like something I, cheesy. I, I would say. I quick grabbed it before it came out of my mouth, but then I laughed at myself and had to share. So. Um, there is uh, so for patients who have glaucoma or glaucoma in the family, some very interesting data came out. Very large study, and it was looking at lasers and um, and glaucoma. Now, glaucoma lasers have been used to treat glaucoma for decades. However, early on and 20, 30 years ago, the Europeans would use laser first, and we in the United States would use drugs first. And in Europe, if the drugs fail, they add, uh, add drops. And in the United States, if the drops were inadequate, we'd add laser. Well, the question has really been powerfully answered in a somewhat surprising way. Because halfway through, we kind of figured in the United States, looks like they're equal. So you can either have laser or drops, doesn't matter, long as you lower the pressure. Hmm. Okay. Glaucoma, you may remember, is permanent loss of vision related to pressure. So if we lower the pressure, we decrease the chance of that permanent loss of vision. By the way, it is a silent thief of sight. You do not feel the pressure go up in your eye, and you don't know you're losing the vision. So mm. it's one of the reasons a routine eye exam, a quote routine, a periodic eye exam to confirm the pressure, and it is sometimes missed, tragically. Ah. Young people, people in their very young, like 40s, can have permanent loss of vision from glaucoma. But now how do we treat it? 
Well, the study more recently, very large, powerful, looked at that notion that we've had in the United States that it really doesn't matter, you can do either. And they compared. And it turns out, if you start with laser, by three years, 80% of those patients have had laser only, have not needed any drops. Mm. By six years, 70% need no drops. So early laser appears to keep you off of the drops, and 50% of those, so there was also a 50% reduction in the number of cataract surgeries that were done. And if you go to the other side of the study, for those that had the medication first, if you waited until you had multiple medications, you needed more treatment and added laser after you had started the drugs, the efficacy of the laser was less. Ooh. So the eye-opening part is that early treatment with laser has uh, has much more effect than late treatment with the laser, and it appears to be a major advantage to starting with the laser and following on with, with drops um, if you need. The laser treatment takes, oh, about... 45, 60 seconds, there's no discomfort, it's extremely safe because the, it's just a, a an absolute minimal amount of energy. Essentially, it just rejuvenates the, um, uh, the meshwork where fluid flows out of the eye. Hmm. It essentially just kind of clears out some of the cells that accumulate over time in that meshwork. And it also has what I think of as kind of a magical or at least a surprising effect. When you treat one eye, you actually get an effect in the other eye. Not as powerful, but you have an effect in the untreated eye. Because it not only kind of clears out the meshwork physically, yeah. but having done so, it turns on the immune system because the body says, what's all this stuff floating around? <laughs> right? Uh -huh. And so, so initially, when that was, when that went to the FDA, now this is a, a completely different story. When this laser was being FDA approved, they said, well, look, there's not as much uh, decrease as we would hope for this laser. We don't know that we're going to approve it. And there was some head scratching going on. And then they looked at a different, you know, just, a different way to look at the data and they said yeah 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 but look not only did we decrease the uh, treated eye we had a decrease in the untreated eye and we wow. had to figure out the mechanism of that is that not cool that's it very is. yeah very cool um so um we have you know in the united states in our training it was thought to be more conservative to start with the drugs I know now, for me, if I needed that, I would have the laser first. Okay, and, for glaucoma. And I have a little bit of a mental shift. I have been for for a decade or two presenting them as equal. Mm -hmm. But because of my early training, I say if you know if you have any co uh, concern about the laser, it's extremely safe. Wouldn't hesitate to do it. But there's no reason we can't try the the drops first and then uh, and then go to the laser. But now you know you get better results by starting today. Early. Today, I think we do a disservice if we don't start, or do we don't at least discuss the laser as probably a preferable treatment to start. Okay. My best read of the current data is that not interesting? That stuff? is very interesting. Is. Yeah. And and a good reason that when you're going in for your routine eye exams and they do the little puff test, or now they've replaced that, right? They actually touch your eye to check for pressure. Great. 
point. That's important so to do because so many of us don't like air that. air puff tonometer, so that goes boom, boom. into your eye, is, um, is used in many places because uh, it takes not much training to drive that thing. You just have to get it in the right region. It automatically does this big blast of air and measures the pressure. But it's not surprising that it's not the most accurate way to mm, measure okay. the pressure. What do you do if you know you're about to be shot in the eye with a puff of air? <laughs> you start right. You start to guard and close yes, your do. eye a little bit, and fact, you squeeze ask, just a little bit. Is this the air puff so, test? That's right. And, yeah. and so it's mm. not surprising that because of that little bit of protective squeezing that you do, it often measures pressures a little higher oh, than a reality. Okay. So it's a reasonable screening tool, but it's not an accurate diagnostic or treatment tool if we're treating glaucoma. I don't have one. Okay. First of all, people don't like to be shot in the eye with a puff of air. That's right. Second of all, it's not terribly accurate. It just makes it convenient so the untrained individuals can do a quick pressure. Okay. But it is a screening tool. So I don't like that technology. Mm. So we go on to the more accurate technologies, and that's the blue light. That, right? <gasps> yes. The blue light, you know, right? Okay. All right. We've got more eye questions for you, Dr. Gilbert. Let's get the next question. We'll take a quick break and then be back. Okay. How about that? We've got about a minute until our break. So Jan from Kirkland is on the line. Jan, let's quickly get your question for Dr. Gilbert and then we'll be back after the break to answer it. Hi there. Good morning, Jan. Hi. Um, I have when my left eye seems to drip. It's like it's crying. Um, periodically throughout the day, and um, it's only the left eye, and I never thought much of it till somebody this summer said, why do you only cry out of one eye? Hmm. And, and I'm not crying, it just plain drips. Um, okay. Is it tearing when you wake up in the morning, right on the pillow? When does it first start to oh. drip? No, it's, it hasn't today at, at all, and maybe some days that it doesn't. But um, it's it, um, thinking about it, it does um, sometimes in the e evenings if the TV's on. Uh -huh. Many times on We're my We're back walk. to TV. Do you see a connection? Oh. oh. Yes. Oh. And, so, um, so I the eye. We're working at, at, at the loom or, you know, different things that. Um, so I've got I have got an interest and we're going to uh, I've got an answer and we're going to tie it back to the gentleman uh, who had the uh, discomfort. Uh, but there are multiple things that can cause that one sided tearing. Stay tuned. Does That's that right. sound? Good uh, job. Oh, my gosh. That's I, my job, Dr. I Gilbert. think I could I think okay. I could do this. Game. <laughs> I think you could. Hey, this is Leading Edge Medicine and we will be back with answers to your eye questions and your medical questions with Dr. Michael Gilbert and Dr. Jerry Mix in just a moment and Jan you hold on we'll be right back Leading Edge Medicine Leading Edge Medicine for the first time in history you can choose how to age call with your question at 1-800-465-8770 that's 800-465-8770 
If you have chronic pain and are considering stem cell therapy, consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. I would say Dr. Nelson is a great guy. He's very personable, makes you feel very comfortable, as does the staff. Everything went well. I had the stem cell injections, and within a month, I really had a change in my knee. It was uh, unbelievable to me, honestly. I thought there'd be more pain involved with the procedure, and there was hardly any. Uh, It was amazing, and I've told a lot of people about it. After having it for two years now, it worked tremendously. Glad I did it. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. We decided we needed something to make us feel um, younger and healthier. I didn't want to do it by myself. I knew that Larry had to come with me. Since I've uh, become a longevity patient, I just feel wonderful now. You have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. Longevity uh, is a miracle for us. Ooh, you come on like a dream. Peaches and cream, lips like strawberry wine. You're 16. You're beautiful and you're mine. It's Leading Edge Medicine, talking about your health, longevity, medical clinic. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, We're going to answer this question, though, first with Jan from Kirkland, talking about that watery left eye and what could be be causing that. Dr. Michael Gilbert with us. So most people think that uh, if one eye is tearing, that the most common uh, diagnosis would be a blocked tear duct. Now, there's some confusion in terminology, so let me be clear. This is a plumbing system. The glands are the tears coming in. They float around the surface of the eye with each blink, and then they exit through an active tear pump. The tears, every time you blink, when you blink, there is an active pump that sucks the tears out of the surface in the corner of your eye near the nose. There are actually two openings. It is not passive. It's not like a sewer pipe. It adds more like a vacuum cleaner that takes a little sip off of the surface. So you blink and you put tears in, and every time you blink coming out of the corner, it's sucking it out. Like that's that. the I la- did not know that. The last of my uh, sound effects. So. Okay. Those are good. So many people think that there is a blockage in one of those drainage ducts that's causing the tears to flow out. But that's not the most common. Hmm. The most common is dry eyes or irritation on the surface of the eye that triggers it. And the reason I asked about overnight is those people who either have irritation when they wake up or tearing shortly after waking up, it's often because they sleep with one eye just cracked open just a little bit so that it dries in that strip, that little area that's exposed overnight, and the first blink, ouch, the eyelid comes down on that irritated, dried-out area, and it triggers the same reflex, the same protective tear reflex that's triggered when you're peeling an onion or you get sand in your eye ah. or because the brain can't distinguish, that reflex can't distinguish whether you just got some sand in your eye mm. or you slept with your eye open. So it tries to hose down the surface, and that causes the tearing. So. 
it, why might it happen midday, yeah. late day? And you mentioned, ooh, television. Wait a minute. That brings us back to the fellow before and the story about screen time decreases I, the I production really of tears. I, I don't. I, when I'm the TV may be on, but I'm not always paying much attention. I'm often. So what are you doing? Reading. At, at uh-huh. the end, which Thank you very much. Yeah. But, but I think leading, now, objection, Your Honor, leading the witness. So, <laughs> so remember, I, I while I gave him the television, I said there's a list of activities where we decrease our natural blink, mm. and that's reading, right. computer, television, especially screen time. <sighs> so. Normal blink rate 20 times a minute goes way down when we're reading, especially the more interested you are. So just as I suggested the other gentleman, experiment with blinking with higher frequency when you're reading and see if it prevents it. Once it starts to tear, the horse is out of the barn for uh, for that episode, for that uh, 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 that uh, reading session. But if you try doing, um, you know, do this every time you turn the page or if you're a slower reader, every paragraph, just do a big blink starting before you get the tearing. Oh, 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 okay. I I will. I do have my left which is that I, my tear duct is yep. blocked, has been checked, you know, and um, and I hadn't really thought thought about that, and I do have dry eye, but I do, um, one of the things that I discovered um, when I found out that my nutrient panel, that I wasn't absorbing some of my oil-based vi- vitam- vitamins, I was told to increase my olive, extra virgin uh, olive oil, and I did, and my dry eye, much of that has um, gotten so much be- better to make sure I get that extra tablespoon or two of, um, mm. of the uh, olive oil in every day. And um, mm-hmm. But um, I hadn't thought about that, and, you know, I think it, it is probably a combination of everything. I think you're right, they, and... They, and just to but close was, that loop, yeah. just to close that yeah. loop, when you blink. It, yeah. When I was going to di- dinner on, on a cruise, it was one of my table mates who kept mentioning this because during dinner my eye would be dripping. And <laughs> that was sort of a, you know, odd thing. But um, so it does do it at various times. So Whether when you I'm, blink... When you blink, you actually release that component of the tears that is enriched by those by your dietary oils. And while omega-3s that we talked about earlier are most effective, you do get benefit from the omega-3s in flaxseed oil and even some benefit from olive oil. Yeah. Let me throw in a, a little blurb here, too, about your, your olive oil and your omega-3s. One of the problems that older people get is uh, the glands in our skin, in our mouth, in our in our nose, in our eyes, all of these glands become less and less active. And so we kind of start drying up. We, we kind of try to turn into physiologic prunes. 
Um, we pickle? We kind uh, of. Starting to pickle? Somewhat worse than that. Yeah. Aww. And so what we want to do is when you increase those oils, your all of your skin will become more moist mm. because all of those apocrine glands in your skin will become more and more active. Uh, you've noticed that if you've ever gone in a house when you were younger and you go in a house where there was old folks the house had that musty old person oh, smell. Yes, to it. smells yeah. like grandma's oh, attic. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, it starts to smell like grandma actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and that's because of the changes in our in our own body chemistry. Uh, young people need deodorants because their <laughs> glands are their sweat glands, their oil glands are very very active, and so they get pimples, they get comedones, they get you know a body odor, and then you go through a life where as your glands are getting less and less active, you don't need your deodorant as much. In fact, many midlife people can stop using it and they do just fine. But what'll happen if we let that process continue? Then we get a different odor. Instead of the classic teenage B.O., we get that musty old person odor about us. Okay. Okay? And keeping those glands well-oiled is part of the fix. Now, the other part of the fix, of course, is is, uh, putting all of those uh, hormones that wake up our glands. And what what we often find in our clinic is we take older people that have kind of dry skin, we put them back on their testosterone and DHEA and pregnenolone and so on, and now they start needing deodorant again because they're getting back their teenage smells instead of their old person smells. I may have so, noticed that. Yes. <laughs> so that's just something that we all have to look at. You know, there, hmm. there, people t- think are, are fond of saying that age is just a number, and it is not. Aging is a harsh biologic reality, and the better we understand it, the better we're able to compensate for it. Yeah. So, so if a supplementation of the oils is not adequate in and of itself, and we might want to add some omega threes to your olive oil because it is more effective in the in those uh, critical glands. But the glands themselves, well, if they have got if they've gotten to the point where they're causing that, uh, allowing that tearing, there may be some degeneration of the glands themselves. Unfortunately, those glands can be rejuvenated. Oftentimes, we can't bring back the dead, but oftentimes the glands that get blocked or are degenerating can be uh, refreshed and renewed in addition to the supplementation. So I think if you find that just blinking or doing a little heat before you before you read, maybe putting in a drop just before you start to read and then increase the, the blinking like every paragraph. If that doesn't do it, then... We should look for, well, as I mentioned, irritation on the surface or uh, some other cause. Okay, I I will do do that, and I do get a lot of the omega three through all my supplements and everything. Um, Doctor, you Matt, make Good. sure that I mm. have. I'm more than supplemented. So, uh. Yes. <laughs> if, and, and importantly, if the glands are blocked, it doesn't matter how many omega-3s, because omega-3s don't act as Drano for these glands, right? <laughs> right. So, drain, I, so I, the I, omega-3s enrich the tears, but they can't allow, they can't clear the line 
if it's not yeah. uh, if it's not already functional. So that just gives you an opportunity to to fix it in other ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and I know it's a very very major operation to create a new drain. You know. No, 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 no. Here. You're talking about the drain. I'm talking about the glands that release tears into the eye, which is more like oh. a spa treatment. Yes, oh, I can oh, attest to oh. that, Jan. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it depends on okay. where the problem is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Jan. Thanks. Thank you for the call, Jan. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is Leading Edge Medicine brought to you by Longevity Medical Clinic. Dr. Mixon, we're still offering those free health analysis appointments, we right? We certainly are. And that is just two simple tests, and why don't you tell us about those? Well, we actually... We do two tests. One is an in-body, and it basically measures the percentage of fat versus muscle and intracellular and extracellular water in all four extremities and your torso. And the reason that's important is because intra-abdominal fat is extremely destructive. People think of fat as a cosmetic reason, but but... Abdominal fat is actually a very active hormone and peptide producer, and it produces more than 80 different compounds that accelerate aging mm. and that help your brain to shrink faster, that trigger diabetes, that trigger your joints to start breaking down. So arthritic pain, brain function, heart function you know, are all important. So when we measure that that muscle to fat ratios, we can give you a very good idea of what your risks is, are for the future. Then we also may measure a hemoglobin A1C, which tells us the percentage of your red blood cells have been damaged by sugar. That, again, correlates with the speed at which your brain is going to shrink. And A1C within the normal range still has a dramatic impact. If your A1C is 52 versus 5.7, the person at 5.7 doubles the rate at which their brain is shrinking compared to the person at 5.2. Wow. And yet 5.2 and 5.7 are both normal. Normal goes from 4.4 to 6.5. Wow. And so anywhere in that range where you are makes a big impact in the rate of brain shrinkage. And that, of course, is something we're very, very concerned about. Absolutely. So if you're running a... A A1C over 5.2, we're going to tell you you're at increased risk. We need to do more testing. And we, of course, can do that testing. Uh-huh. We can do the big panel, which is it's, that part is not free. But that panel will get you a 70-page printout that will tell us in great detail where your risks are and what it is we need to do about giving you some help. Absolutely. But you got to get started, right? That's right. And the start is free. So why not come in? Let us do the free evaluation. Then if you are at high risk based on that, we can do a lot more testing and tell you what your downstream effects are going to be. And, you know, if you're happy getting slower, fatter, weaker, dumber, and sexless, uh, okay, then fine. You don't need us. No. <laughs> but if any or all of those bother you, You need to be a patient at longevity. Absolutely.
there is something that can be done. We would love to see you for your free health analysis appointment. Two ways to get a hold of us to schedule. In fact, you get to schedule yourself by going to lmclinic.com, lmclinic.com. Click on free health analysis appointment. And what you can do is pick the day, the time, even the clinic closest to you in Kirkland, Tacoma, or Linwood. Pick the time that works best for you and come on in. We'd love to see you. Or if you'd rather talk to a person, you can do that too. Here's the number to call. It's 866-86-YOUNG. 866-86-YOUNG. We would love to see you at Longevity Medical Clinic. All right, we're going to be back with Dr. Gilbert and Dr. Mixon in just a moment. Stay right there. Leading Edge Medicine continues. Leading Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770 and tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friend's, and all my neighbor's, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or Advanced Cataract Surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. This is Carolyn. In our 60s, my husband and I were struggling with libido. And I've always called him Dudley Do-Right because he's such a good guy. But since longevity, now I'm calling him Studley Do-Right. Stars, a wishing star. Welcome back. Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon in the studio. Also, Dr. Michael Gilbert from Northwest Vision Institute. In fact, Dr. Gilbert, let me give the phone number out for you. Um, it's the number I used when I called to come in. Uh, 425-450. Here's the easy part. 2020. Four two five four five zero twenty twenty to uh, find out more and get a hold of the folks at Northwest Vision Institute. Thank you. All right, there we go. And we've got some more eye questions for you, Doctor Gilbert. Let's jump into uh, Iron calling in from Seattle. Hi there, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Uh, good morning, and and good morning. Thank you so much for being there. And um, my notebook is full with all these notes I'm taking. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is very educational and helpful. Uh, uh, Dr. Gilbert, uh, Sir. what would be the best way to remove a hair or a particle that gets into your eye? Um, 
Okay, so the eye's natural mechanism we referred to just a little bit ago, uh, if you get something irritating in the eye, the body's natural mechanism, uh, the reflex, is to turn on the faucet, which is to say the the same tearing that's turned on when you're um, peeling an onion or get sand in your eye usually will trigger your own tearing. But let's just say that it's a little bit irritating and um, and that isn't uh, isn't doing it. Uh, then probably the best and safest would be to take a bottle of artificial tears and irrigate, uh, you know, pull down the lower lid and put a drop in, blink a few times and keep doing that uh, repetitively until um, uh, until you free up whatever it is. Um, if you have a magnifying mirror, if it really is a hair usually there's a portion of that hair that is not in the eye. Um, if it's an eyelash, then usually there's a portion, there is no portion that's sticking out, so that that could be. But again, you can likely see it looking in, uh, in a magnifying mirror. If you can't see it, then it's still worthwhile using just irrigation. And since it can get, uh, it, take a lash, uh, for instance, or a portion of a hair, uh, can get into what's called the fornices, which is to say the far reaches uh, of the eye, beneath or uh, beyond the the easy uh, visibility of looking in the mirror. So, uh, which is to say, underneath the eyelid. So you can pull down your uh, lower eyelid and look up. Pull, look, uh, pull, uh, just lift the upper eyelid and look down, and that tends to uh, roll that portion of the eye where sometimes that lash or that um, uh, dust particle uh, can lodge and helps you to free it up just by flushing it. You notice at no point did he say reach in and pinch the damn thing on your fingers. No, and he didn't mention what grandma did, and that was to wet a Kleenex with spit and then try to get it out. Oh, my gosh. I know. And you wonder why I have eye issues. Shush, grandma. I did have a patient just this week who believed they had a contact lens in the eye, was certain of it. And so he just kept squeezing and squeezing and, oh, and picking oh. until the eye became quite hemorrhagic, which is the nice word for bloody. And so that's um, uh, that's something that is not recommended. Okay. Keep In fact, the fingers out of the yes, eyes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Gilbert. I will stop using grandma's method and go to yours. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, there was, it's, you know, it, it, it's not uh, not so laughable. Uh, many people, especially with gas permeable contacts, not so much with soft, but would use saliva to lubricate their gas permeable lenses and, or the hard, old hard lenses and put them right back in the eye. This is absolutely not recommended. Oh, ick. Ooh. Okay. A lot of bacteria there that don't belong on the eyeball. Yep. Uh, wow, you're really kicking me today. And I know. Oh, <laughs> you can be in my club, Iron. Yes, yes. <laughs> is, is reading a screen, when you talk about the bleeding, uh, blinking, uh, 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 the number of blinks you're making per minute, is reading a screen on a computer different from a book? Yes, um, the the lowest rate, n- number one bad actor is uh, desktop computers. Mm. That's the worst. Um, but the practical matter is so. Here's here's a, a and a very very important trick because 
I hear you taking those notes, Iron, and that's great. And you said, well, he's even written down the 20 times a minute is normal. Because I will have patients say, how many times a minute do I need to blink? And I share with them that if you sit down to the computer and you're counting your blinks, that is not going to last very long. No, no. That is not going to last very long because your brain is saying, I got better things to do than this stupid blink thing that you're doing because of Gilbert. So, right. Listen to this tip because I, I started doing this. This is smart, okay? So what we really need to do is make it a subconscious, recover the subconscious normal reflex of blinking without it being conscious. I don't want you to think about blinking. I want you not to think about blinking, but I want it to happen. So you need to find something that you can link it to that you do anyway in high frequency. So for instance, when you sit down to the computer, if you use a mouse, when you first start, every time you left click the mouse, you blink. You do that for a few minutes, thinking consciously. Pretty soon it can become subconscious, and you're not thinking about blinking, but it is happening. Never mind the number that you're doing per minute, because that is impractical and distracting and will actually lose if you're trying to achieve those blinks. But you can make it subconscious, whatever works for your workflow, if it's hitting the space bar or something like that, but not creating a little app that blinks at you because the brain won't be amused, not putting a post-it up because your brain's going to learn to ignore the post-it. But if you can create that subconscious link, that can help you. Make sense? It made a lot of sense, but there goes my post-its. Yes, that's right. I know. And I tried the post-its, Iron, and it was like, oh, that's right. It's a big fail. Yeah. Yeah, but from 20 to 2 is, is that's, that's scary. Um, and before I go, uh, I wanted to thank Dr. Mixon. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about calcium crystals floating in the inner ear. Uh-huh. And, mm. I, I, and I have that with severe vertigo and nausea oh, and dizziness. And the therapy is just as sickening, and it takes me a couple of days to recover. But it was on top of that orthostatic hypotension I had. And I went in and, and did those checks, and that's how I found all that out, Dr. Mixon. When I went in and told them, Dr. Mixon said, they <laughs> they must know you or something. They just snapped and gave me exams and tests. They even gave me a hard monitor to take on me. Thank you so much, Dr. Mixon. And when I take these notes in, it's, it's you know, it's... Uh, and then I want to ask you, do you have a, a relief factor that's uh, a vegetarian or vegan? There... You can't have fish oil that's vegan. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the rest of it is, okay? Um, there, There's no animal products because the rest of it is all botanicals. But the fish oil, there's there's no way around that one, I fear. Not even the flaxseed and olive well, oil? Well, I mean, flax and, and olive oil. Olive oil is not as rich as an omegas is, is the problem. Okay, it's a it, it's a healthy oil. It's a nice veggie oil, but it's it's not rich in omegas. Um, if you're going to try to get vegetable versions of omegas, you're really looking at some pretty high calorie things, such as almonds, uh, which are very rich in omegas, but are also super high calorie. Uh, so, human beings are are designed as omnivores. Okay. We, we don't have that long ruminant gut of herbivores, nor do we have the very short gut of obligatory predators. 
We have a medium intermediate gut, and we're designed to eat anything that doesn't eat us first. And so, um, you know, so I, I understand the kindness and the sweetness of being a vegetarian, but you know what? That's not how we were made. Good Lord designed us to to eat some, not a lot, but some animal products. And fish, by the way, is one of those things that humans were able to catch easily. You know, they're not generally real big. They're not real dangerous. They don't want to eat us. Well, except for piranhas, sharks. Yeah. Some. And yeah. piranhas. But, cool. um, you know, so we evolved to be, to be fish eaters. The rest of the animals, we basically evolved to be scavengers. We would get a little bit of this once in a while that the real predators would kill. Um, but agriculture, where we grow animals to eat, is a very recent development in human history. Yeah. Uh, so our, our evolutionary pressures were far before that. So high-fiber foods, vegetables should make up the bulk of our diet, but we are also healthiest if we supplemented it a little bit with things such as some fish and a little bit of lean white meats. Doc, beat me up okay. with the truth and fact. There we go. Yep. Uh, That's just the way it yeah, is. Yeah, I know, again. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm like an oval-lacto-vegetarian, so I'm not... Okay. Like, uh, well, and listen, so eggs, uh, egg yolks have lots and lots of, uh, of uh, nice, healthy fats in it for us. And so, and f- and now they've actually bred chickens. They so it's not the really so right. much the breeding. They feed chickens high omega three feed, so the chickens make high omega three eggs. Oh, love that! <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to have my daughter give I'm her chickens cheat. relief factor. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to cheat and, and and start doing your relief factor, doc, because. There you go. The it's not cheating. Is, is yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> it'll be a the idea is to decrease pain. There you That's go. Right. There you yeah. go. You know, I, I want to thank a gateway you all so much, to... Thank you for keeping those guys in line there. That, you know, great at that. Not and an easy task, honestly. That's right. Okay. Thank you very much for the thank call, you, Ryan. sir. So much I really for appreciate it. And the information. You're welcome, sir. All right. Uh, take care. Thank Bye-bye. you, Iron. Okay, way fun. I think uh, Relief Factor could be his gateway uh, into uh, there you are. fish. He starts That's with right. the fish oil. Uh-huh. And That's there right. you go. All right, we are going to take a quick break. And Lori, you are next with Dr. Gilbert in just a moment. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be right back. If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and 
excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. The aging process is not easy. This is not something you can stop, but you can certainly feel a lot better along the way and not have as many of the symptoms that people think is normal when they aren't. And that's what longevity will do for you. As far as longevity goes, it is as close as you're going to get to the fountain of youth. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. And we're back. It's Leading Edge Medicine. We're talking with the doctors behind the scenes. Sometimes you'll hear us talking and disgusting, uh, discussing. Um, and we're talking with Dr. Michael Gilbert today, Dr. Jerry Mixon as well, Leading Edge Medicine. And Lori from Bothell. Hi, Hi Lori. Thank Hello, you for your Lori. patience. I think you had a question Hi, for Dr. Gilbert. <laughs> Yes. Well, Dr. Gilbert is doing my cataract surgery next Thursday. Oh, good. <laughs> wonderful. Oh, I just did that, oh, Lori. Oh, yeah, just wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw you, Dr. Gilbert, in July or August, and I'm okay. scheduled for next Thursday. Perfect. And you are going to put in the enhanced torque on the right <gasps> eye. Uh-huh. I had the dry yes. eye on the right-hand side. We talked okay. about that. So I am doing my omega fish and some flaxseed oil and the olive oil and so on and on and on. So my question to you is if um, when I get home, can I still like do jigsaw puzzles and knit with this or do yes. is that a strain on the eye also? No. Is that no. better than TV and computer? No. Jumping jacks are out. Um, you know, so low <laughs> low impact activities, uh, but there's no reason that you can't do uh, any sedentary activity and light activity. Okay. So uh, it like would be dangerous to do the dishes. Have your husband do the dishes. Oh yeah, and I said yeah, I so couldn't. I had him write down yes. cat box and all sorts that's of right. things. Cat box. Uh, vacuuming. I vacuuming. That I. Yeah, I have a dog that I taught her yesterday how to eat off the chair, so uh-huh. we didn't have to bend over to put the ta- the bowl on. And she's a German Shepherd, so she's really easy to train. And I was just so happy. And that works. That's going to work out okay. But. Um, I was just worried because I, I am nervous, you know, and I didn't know how long this was going to take. And, you know, I just, this is the first time that anybody's been in my eye. So I was, of course, <laughs> Nobody be better a nervous kitten than Dr. Gilbert to be in your so eye. The surgery takes me on average about seven to 10 minutes. Um, I think you'll find okay. it's pretty comfortable. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, okay. I've had mine done. Mm-hmm. You know, Lynette's had hers yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> I've had mine done. That's, That's right. right. He we, didn't do his, his own, though. No, it's very difficult to do your own. <laughs> yes. But okay. everybody at this yeah. table has so had it I done. Just, yes. The staff is okay. amazing. Just, Lori, you're going to feel so comfortable. 
and relaxed. It's, it's, yeah. you know what? The experience is pretty amazing. You do the one eye. Are you coming back another week to do another eye? Um, eventually. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about the week, the following week, but I'm doing okay. the right eye first. Um, but so I, one of the most common things I that- do watch TV and I, I knew that I wasn't supposed to watch too much TV when I got home, but I love doing jigsaw puzzles and I, I do like to knit and I didn't know if that was really bad. No problem watching TV, knitting, uh, jigsaw puzzles, um, uh, uh, all of those okay. are just fine. Same day. No reason you have okay. to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And okay, your, your choice. You perfect. I look Thursday. forward to it. Your choice of the eye hands, I think, is a very good one. I actually uh, chose that for my wife, uh, who had uh, surgery within the year. Um, it's, uh, oh, okay. I think it, it, I should consider it probably the newest of our premium IOLs, uh, implants. And oh. it, um, so Jerry, you'll find this interesting. I have an AB comparison. I had a patient with a crystal lens, which you know, uh-huh. um, the crystal lens is a technology that actually interfaces with the focusing muscles inside the eye, uh, which works great if you've got good muscles. Of course, Jerry does. Yeah. And it works a little less well if you're if you aren't able to integrate those, or if you don't do the exercises that help to uh, improve that integration and keep it active. So the interesting part of this technology is that it now uses physical optics to achieve the same thing huh? that we used to do with uh, with the just exercise. that right. Yeah. With that integration to the muscles, and so I chose that technology for uh, for a patient who had a crystal lens, and I asked him to compare the two, and he said performance was equal. Mm. So uh, I'm encouraged mm. because the predictability uh, is a little bit better. So there are some advantages now to this technology um, over the crystal lens. I still use the crystal lens, but now this this technology being a little more predictable uh, in terms of of delivering that range of vision because as you know i mean if you're not so good at doing the exercises mm-hmm. right? That's right so there's a personality a lifestyle uh, you know it, you have to be um, committed to it uh, to keep it working um, whereas this uh, it's built into the physical optics okay so Lori, cool. that's what i got to the eye hands i didn't get the bionic eye that dr oh, mixon okay. did now, and there are implants <laughs> that have larger ranges of vision um, uh, even mm-hmm. more near vision for for those uh, you mentioned knitting. Uh, so I have patients who love to do crafting and small small uh, detail work. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, I have just this week I did a laser treatment on a patient who has uh, the highest uh, the implant with the highest range of vision that we use. And uh, before she'd let me do the laser, this woman happens to be a nationally known author, and she said, I have to show you something. And she proudly opened up her her laptop and showed me, do you see this tiny, tiny stuff over here? I can read that. Wow. <laughs> so uh, wow. she was... Uh, that I might not need reading glasses. <laughs> Uh, that actually is what we hope to deliver with this. Yeah. Now, some yeah. technology gives you okay. more near, but at the cost of the possibility of halos at night. The nice thing about the eye hands is that it has no increased risk of halos uh, and glare at night, but does deliver a range okay. of vision. Okay. Mm. So the whole okay. the whole uh, beauty of refractive lens exchange, RLE, and uh, advanced cataract.
cataract surgery is not only taking out that cloudy lens, but putting in a new lens that can really be life-changing, give you back distance intermediate mm-hmm. near vision that you either haven't had for decades or perhaps never had. Yeah. yeah. I, well, being a type 1 diabetic, I have healthy eyes. As you know, you've yeah. done all the testing. Yeah. So I was worried a bit because the other eye doctor that I went to, he said, oh, no, we can just, for you, you're just, it's better off to just replace the lens, you know. And then when I met you, you did a complete different testing, and I found out more about my eyes, and I never knew mm-hmm. I knew. <laughs> Lori, I hear you. So, exactly my story, yes. We'll see you on Thursday. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much, and thank you, Dr. Mixon. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, ma'am. Delighted to help. All right. We have one more call. I think we're going to slip in here on Leading Edge. It is Mary calling in from Seattle, I believe. She's got an eye question. Hello, Mary. Good morning. Hi, Mary. Hi doctors. Uh, thank you for being there this morning. Uh, I'll be quick. Um, Dr. Gilbert touched on um, immune function when he was talking about a laser treatment of one eye and the other eye improved also. Mm-hmm. And True. so my question... I have a, a a friend, a man about 55, with multiple sclerosis, and he takes meds that tamp down the immune system. So now he has red eye trouble that's difficult to treat, and the eye doctor has tried different drops and things, but not nothing is helping so far. And I was wondering uh, if this... Um, uh, keeping the immune system tamped down because of multiple sclerosis then affects its um, ability to clear up whatever is making your eyes red. Uh, if there's a, an inflammatory cause uh, to the redness, then testing with a topical steroid drop should give us the answer if it's that simple. My guess is, since they've tried drops, it's probably not that simple. Uh, the most common cause for redness, uh, MS or otherwise, would be uh, loss of the uh, gland function that keeps the eye lubricated because then whenever the eye is open, it's drying out, which causes inflammation and the classic redness that goes with it. So that would be the first thing uh, I would check. The problem with trying to address that level of irritation, inflammation, and dryness with artificial tears, which is what we used to do and what I'm afraid some of my colleagues still do, is if you just put some artificial tears in, remember we've talked earlier in the program, your natural rate of tear release is 20 times a minute. There's no way you're going to use a drop of artificial tears even once a minute, once every five minutes. You you go crazy, right? So the problem is you can never quite duplicate what Mother Nature designed so beautifully um, Mm -hmm. with, with artificial tears. So really the goal is uh, in that is to see if the, the normal tear system is perhaps uh, the problem and restore it. And, and so perhaps, you don't think it's necessarily some kind of a thing that should be tamped down with your immune system? Well, there are multiple reasons not. for for uh, inflammation on the surface of the eye related to the immune sure, system. Sure. So I get we have to figure out what it is that's causing causing that inflammation. Oh. As before you get around to whether the immune system is able to work or not, you you have to figure out what's causing it in the first place. I see. Right. 
and huh. usually there are some there are some special techniques that we can do to to look at that on the surface of the eye, and that's where that redness would be coming from. Okay, I see the the process there. Oh, and now, will the two grams of ultra omegas a day is that okay for most people? It's you know to take the ultra omegas. It's the it's the dose that I most commonly use, and um, uh, I take more uh, because of severe dry eyes. But it's the dose I most commonly recommend, and I'm going to let Doctor Mixon tell you why. Oh, and you've got 20 seconds to do that, Dr. Mixon. Well, basically. Do you agree that that's, uh, yes. that's a reasonable dose, right? Yeah, that's, absolutely. No, that's, I, that yeah. is the dose that I most commonly recommend. Yep. People with severe dry eyes, I go to 3,000. That's what I take. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, take. folks, for being there. You uh, inspire welcome, us to get Thank moving. you. Thank you. Thank you, okay. Mary. And with thank just you. seconds Bye-bye. left of our show. Goodbye, Mary. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of our show. We love it when you call in. We love your questions. And you know what? We'll be back in the studio live next week as well on behalf of Dr. Jerry Mixon and on behalf of Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute. I'm Lynette. You have a great rest of your weekend and enjoy that rain. We'll be back next time.